Janae. And I'm Andrelise. And we're the host of your podcast, Hidden, Hidden But Not Unseen. Unseen. Welcome to episode five. But before we get into an icebreaker question, we just wanted to say... Yappy Thanksgiving. Yappy Thanksgiving. We hope you guys had a great Yeah, a one. great <laughs> Thanksgiving, guys. I hope y'all ate all the turkey with yes. cranberry sauce. Or pernil. That. Oh, jamón con piña. Oh, my gosh. Whatever that is. Sorry, I keep going because <laughs> I ate really good. Oh, me too. Yeah. What did, where did you go to eat? I went to my aunt's. Uh, my aunt's house. I went to my sister's. Nice. She made all the food, so we Oof. didn't have to cook over here, so it was great. You just, just show, show up. up. Yeah. Show up and eat. It was great. That sounds um, great. But, yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you guys, and I hope it went well. Uh, so, icebreaker question, right? Yes. Yes. What is it? So, would you rather buy 10 things you do not need every time you go shopping or always forget the one thing that you need when you go to the store? I think that I would rather buy 10 things you don't need every time you go shopping. Right. Because I would be so mad to get home and forget that one thing every time I go shopping. So, I'd rather have extra things than with like, me then forget the one thing yes because then you constantly just forget you just always forget the one, the thing. one thing you need and i just my stress level cannot handle that i'll be so <laughs> mad i feel like i can't even like i'm thinking like in a cooking sense like i need chicken and like i go to buy chicken and they haven't and you forget the chicken and i forget the chicken you're like i got everything else and to make this what chicken, am i gonna eat but i don't have chicken the chicken that yeah. i need to make chicken right it's so upsetting. No, it is. What would you say? Um, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's first. <laughs> yeah, I would actually I would actually agree with you. Only because like though there are ten things that I don't need necessarily, yeah. like I could find a u I could find a use for ten things. Oh, yeah. I can make ten things work. All right. For like sure. and it doesn't have to it never like this question doesn't clarify if it's expensive yeah. or any of that type of stuff. It could be a fifty cent object every single time i go that's fine i'm not spending extra bank on this stuff it's true and like i can find i can eventually (laughs) find a use for it you know just be a little bit of a hoarder until then um i mean (laughs) depending it just depends on what it is like true it could be food and who said but also wait who says i can't sell the stuff that i get right no for sure i I could probably make i'm gonna do it I'm gonna make you a profit. Said, I'm gonna do it. Now. I'm gonna do it every single. You buy no. ten extra things. No, no, no. But you can make a profit. Like, oh I can, yeah. Imagine I'm going to Best Buy. I buy one thing, but then I buy ten things. Oh <laughs> right, but then I buy ten, ten TVs. things. <laughs> ten things that I don't need. Oh no. But then, because I have these ten things, I can sell them, and make an extra dollar. That's true. I think I'm living pretty good. I think I'm living pretty large. That's not a bad idea. No, don't steal it from me. Okay, I'll try not to. (laughs) (laughs) So our topic today is the fruit of the spirit. The frets of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. Dope. Um, But before we get into the topic real quick, like always, disclaimer, we are not theologians, so we did not go to school to study the Bible all the way, but we did do our research to understand the topic that we're getting ready to go into and, you know, researched our Bible, did different commentaries to make sure that as we present this to you, we know halfway what we're talking about or a lot of the way. Um, So fruit of the spirit, like you've probably heard this term before. 
and you're kind of just like i don't even know what this we just gonna eat some apples and oranges <laughs> no absolutely not the definition of this is godly christ-like character that is produced and developed in us as we allow the holy spirit to direct and influence our lives which is great um and you can find this whole just this whole like scripture passage that we're using in galatians five sixteen through 26 and then it goes through like what the like desires of the flesh are but then it also goes into like don't do the things of that but like here's the fruit of the spirit this is what you should have and they are love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control and yeah those are the fruits okay so what is each word like what does each fruit mean like how can we have those things that's a great question so uh the first one like I mentioned before was love right and it's not just like your typical like regular love it's an agape love and um you know just reading the bible and studying the bible a little bit and like these words yeah um you see agape love come up around a couple times just a few um and it's a it's a it's a unconditional and a self-sacrificing love it's a different than just like oh my gosh I love your hair color today yeah like you don't you're not self-sacrificing <laughs> no like, not really I love your hair. no you're not but um in first corinthians we can see this kind of love um first corinthians 13 4 through 7 love is patient and kind love does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth mm-hmm. love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things like love is a lot love is a lot and it's a it, it's good yeah it is good especially the unconditional part like a lot of people have conditional love yeah but this is this is like that different type that's that good good love that's mm-hmm. unconditional love that jesus love is that Je- yes <laughs> that jesus love he died on the cross so like self-sacrificially yeah like unconditionally unconditionally like he was like god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever uh, believes in him shall not perish but have eternal. everlasting life uh that's good love um and then the next fruit is joy which is a strong inner sense of gladness that is not based on circumstances Mm -hmm. so like no matter if you're going through a high or a low or whatever life brings Mm -hmm. like it's just consistent like it doesn't waver right it's not like Like, happiness and sadness right right. it's just joy despite all things right that's good thanks the next fruit is peace yeah which means inner calm and contentment and the freedom of disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Disquieting. Disquieting, which isn't a word that's commonly used. No, it is not. But, I didn't even know what it meant. Right. But it's just thoughts or emotions that, that you can't seem to quiet in your mind. Okay. Or that are taking over in your head. And it's causing you, like, anxiety or distress. Hmm. Okay. So, in Philippians 4, 6 through 9, it says... Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, a <laughs> Come on. Thanksgiving. <laughs> thanksgiving, we just had that. Yes, um, sir. Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
which I love that. I love verse seven because like yes. the peace of God surpasses which all surpasses all understanding. understanding. That is oh such a blessed verse. Yeah, it's so good. It is, and then it it will guard your hearts and your minds. Yeah, in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and then the other part of the verse says, "Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What have you learned and received and heard and seen in me? Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you." Come on, man. I just love that because, like, yeah, when you have these thoughts that are like so overwhelming and so um, distressing and causing yeah, anxiety, so like, consuming, yeah, consuming, like knowing that the peace of God can come in and guard your heart and guard your mind, like it brings peace. It sure enough does. Just the thought of it. Yeah, it does. So good. It is amazing. And then the next one is patience. Um, which means endurance or perseverance. And I love Galatians 6, 9. It's like one of my favorite verses ever. But it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And like the last the last few words. Yeah. If, if we, we do, do not, not give, give up. And like patience mm-hmm. is endurance. It is perseverance. Yeah. Like, so don't give up. Finish right. The, the race, race finish what you're doing yeah because in the end at the proper time you will reap a, a harvest. harvest like i want a harvest i want yeah. something good like i don't want to give up like right. what are you giving up what are you what are you losing what harvest right. are you losing because you decided like right now like life is tough <laughs> yeah so i can't do it you know um what is it it's in james it's the first chapter it's like consider it pure joy yes. my brothers and sisters when you face trials of many kinds because yeah. at the end like through your steadfastness mm-hmm. like or, or as you're as you're waiting through this like you produce steadfastness and steadfastness leads to something i don't remember the rest of the verse but like <laughs> yes it's you, so vital yeah like you just stay through it and like steadfastness comes which is the same thing as perseverance and endurance mm-hmm. like you're staying the race you're staying the trial yeah and in Isaiah forty thirty one, it actually says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Which I love that because God just renews your strength in the patience when you endure, when you persevere. The other part says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. There's that word again. They shall walk and not faint. No, <laughs> you shall not faint <laughs> no. if you wait on the Lord. There's so many songs that talk about it. You know, Maverick City wrote a song about it, which is so great. Um, But man, it is also one of those like these two verses are probably like some great power voice uh, verses to lean on. Yeah, for sure. Wait on the Lord. He'll renew your strength. You'll mount up on wings like I'm actually reading Isaiah now. And I had I just finished this part. Mm -hmm. And man, oh, man, it's so you know, it's just refreshing to like flip through. Isaiah for me is a complicated book to understand. Yeah. Because it's all about prophecies. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what this means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the heck is an oracle? Like, I don't get this. Yeah. But then you flip, and then this is just a promise that he's giving to you. Right. The Israelites, his chosen people. And he was mm-hmm. like, yo, just wait. Like, stay. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know everything is like hard right now. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm going to renew you if you wait. You know, all, the, all yeah. these things. Like, you will rise. Persevere, yeah. It's Jesus so good. is good. He God is good. Is good. Um, the next 
part of this, the next fruit that it lists off is kindness, um, which involves sincere and active consideration for others, not wanting to hurt anyone or cause anyone pain. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be mean. Right. Which you shouldn't try to be mean anyways, if you are mean. Um, The Bible (laughs) tells you not to be. So (laughs) it tells you to be mean. It tells you to be kind. Um, Mm -hmm. And Ephesians 4, 32, it says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave us. So like if Christ can do it, if God can do that and be kind and tenderhearted towards us, like how much more should we? Yeah. For something we didn't deserve too. Right like what we didn't we didn't deserve forgiveness nah but we got it so y'all just go out and be kind to people um and then the next one is goodness um which is passion for truth and hatred for evil Mm. or hatred of evil expressing acts of kindness or challenging and correcting evil and injustice so it's like a two-part thing like uh goodness is not just one or the other it's two like it is the act of kindness right which kindness the one that i talked about before Mm -hmm. but then it's also like yo if there's something evil like i'm gonna challenge that i'm gonna correct that i'm not gonna whatever and so um as we're as we were doing research for this i was using my study bible and it actually has a a page or two that kind of breaks down each Mm -hmm. fruit whether good or bad and um on this particular like fruit on the explanation of it, it had two different verses that had both of both of these like different um, stories. Yes. And it talked about one was an act of kindness and the other one was like a, a, a challenge and a correction. Mm-hmm. And the first one comes from Luke seven thirty seven through 50. And it talks about this lady. She was a sinful lady, but she heard Jesus was in town. So she finds him and breaks open this, this jar of perfume, this alabaster jar over Jesus's mm-hmm. head and, you know, at the sight of him, she begins to cry and weep and starts washing his feet with her tears and her hair. And Jesus, you know, all, all, all the people that are around him were like, yo, if Jesus claims he's a prophet, like he should know farewell, like who this lady is that's doing this thing. Right. And like he should not be around her. And then Jesus was like, yo, what y'all talking about? Y'all need to be quiet because here's why. So he gives this 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 parable, this story where he explains there was a guy, you know, and he had some people come up to him that had these debts, mm-hmm. right? And so one was a, like a very large debt and the other one was like a smaller debt or, or something like that. And then it was like, so the guy was like, yeah, cool, your debts are forgiven. And he asked the question, so like, like out of this story, like, what do you think, like, was, was there kindness shown all this type of stuff? And like, what do you think of this, whatever? And he's like, well, the, the guy who got his bigger debt, you know, was probably like happier and like, like receptive of the goodness and all this type of stuff and this kindness. And he was like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So do you. (laughs) Right. The person with the bigger debt. Yeah. Right. And so it's the same thing with this lady. Like she's coming here and yes, even though she was a sinner, like I forgave her, like her debts are free. Like she's clean. She's good. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but then you have the other side, the flip side of this is, is Matthew. It comes from Matthew 21, 12 through 13. And this is where we see like the challenge or that, that correction that comes when things are unjust or or Mm -hmm. evil or whatever. And it's where Jesus walks into the temple and he sees all these money changers, like defiling the Lord's temple on this day that like, you know, it's supposed to be like, cool. I think it was a Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. He comes in and, you, you know, at this time, uh, uh, sacrifices were still offered, I believe. But then 
you know, these, these money changers or whatever, they're just doing stuff like just cause, right. Try, right. Like trying to keep money, whatever. So then he has this righteous anger towards them and he comes and he flips the tables. He's like, ah, no, <laughs> like that because he had that passion for the truth and yeah. for the righteousness and this, this hatred of evil, like that act came out of him naturally, but it was for the good. Right. Like it wasn't just because I'm mad, <laughs> so I'm going to just mess things up. It was yeah. like, no, because this is not good. Something that glorifies yeah. my father. Like, why would I accept this? So right. he was like, nope, flip some tables. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the next fruit would be faithfulness. Um, and that means a firm and unwavering loyalty assumes being honest and trustworthy requires actively following through one's commitments. And I like what First Timothy six twelve says. It says, but you, Timothy, man of God, run for your life from all of this. Mm -hmm. Pursue a righteous life, a life of wonder, faith, love, steadiness, courtesy. Run hard and fast in the faith. Seize the eternal life, the life you were called to, the life you were so fervently embraced in the presence of so many witnesses. Yeah. And when I read this, I always think of like a race and like how faithfulness is kind of like a race. It's like a journey. So no, like it is. we're running away from our past life. Yeah. <laughs> past life. That sounds weird. <laughs> running, running, running away, away from, from our like our sin and like running towards faithfulness. Yeah. I mean, you know, like it, it even says it in the verse. Run from your life. Yeah. From all from, of this. Run for your life from all of this. Like yeah. it's talking about like your past it's talking yeah. about like unrighteous things like, yeah especially if you are a man or a woman of god mm -hmm. like you shouldn't be trying to pursue things that aren't righteous, righteous. and godly mm -hmm. like it, the next part after it says run for your life it says pursue a righteous life like one that is wonderful and faithful and love and stuff mm -hmm. and all these types of things like yeah it's telling you to separate yourself right from the things that are ungodly and unclean <laughs> and not righteous and like walk righteously and it, yeah. it and it requires faith right because and like if you are devoted to god like why would i do something that like you know just goes mm -hmm. against you like yeah. you have that yeah does it make sense and no it doesn't uh, it says i love that it says run hard and fast in the yes. faith hard like, you fast. have to like go full force like other because like it's kind of like obedience where it's like if you don't if you aren't obedient, mm -hmm. partial obedience is disobedience. Whatever. Yes. That's how I see it in like running hard and fast in faith. Like you want to have eternal life and you want to live a life that you're called for. Like just run away from like your life. That was, that was <laughs> not, that was not good. Yeah. Yeah. Pursue a righteous life. Yes, sir. <clears throat> the next one is gentleness. It implies self-control along with strength and courage. Describes a person who can be justifiably angry when needed and humbly submissive when needed. Yeah, come on. I think, I I think I love that it says like self control is along with strength and courage. Yeah, because like gentleness, like I would I would never put those words together because you think like oh gentle like yeah like careful like, like soft like, yeah soft yeah, like, like yeah not not ma not many people would right put those things together but. But there's a reason why he says, like, strength and, and courage, like, along with gentleness. It's not just because, like, 
right. know, these are cool fancy words to throw no. with it. It's like no, there's a reason but there's a reason behind it. Yeah. Um in Second Timothy two, twenty three through twenty six, it says, Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies, if you know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to knowledge of truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil. You know, one thing that I'm like realizing as we're going down the list of all of these like fruits or this component mm-hmm. of this fruit of the spirit is like, well, all of them, they kind of like tie into each other. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. 100%. Like, like gentleness and kindness they can kind of like go hand in hand but like i don't know like when it talks about the strength and the courage like it mm-hmm. says like don't be ignorant in controversies like you don't want to yeah. breed these quarrels but it's like at the same time like you need to correct your opponents yes like, with gentleness that doesn't right. mean coming out and yelling at them and no. saying like yo like you suck like this is whatever <laughs> like no, it says kindness and gentleness for a reason. Right. It's like, hey, you messed up. You made a mistake. And okay, like, that's understandable. We are. We all make mistakes. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, here's how we can fix that. Here's how we can make it better. You're not approaching with, like, harshness. You're yeah. approaching with, like, a place of understanding mm-hmm. and a place of gentleness that does right. require, you know, all of these attributes that that we read. And we're just like, I don't think that makes sense with gentleness. But it, but it yeah. does. But also on the other side, like... When people think gentleness, they think soft, and I think I, I love that that it says strength and courage because like, you need courage to do those things to be mm-hmm. a person that's justifiably angry, and like step up when you need to. Yeah, obviously in a gentle way, but like just having the courage and the strength to do that is a part of gentleness too. Yeah, it is. Um, and then the last. The last fruit that it lists off is self-control, which is discipline of mastering one's desires, emotions, and passions, requiring dependence on God to overcome temptation and remain spiritually strong and pure. Mm. Right? So. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Don't just have your emotions control and rule, like, your life. But, like, having God, like it says, like. It requires dependency on God to overcome these things. Yeah. Instead of just like me being in control. Cause like you see self control and you're like, yeah, you I'm the one who can do all these things. Right. I'm the one who has to control it. But it's like, no. control. Right. It's it actually has, not self. No, it's it's God. It's you giving yourself to God to, so, to help control yes. these things. Yes. Um, so uh, Titus 2.12, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to re- uh, renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Like, if we want to separate ourselves from ungodliness, from worldly passions, mm-hmm. to not be controlled and ruled by the world and its craziness yeah. and all the, if you feel this way, that's fine. You can do it. And like, whatever you want, whatever says goes, like if we want to live an upright and righteous and godly life, like mm-hmm. we have to have self-control. It's one of the main requirements that we should yeah. like, like have, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like uh you know, these are all the fruit of the spirit that we just listed off mm-hmm. and like in order for us to continue to like have this and to develop and produce all these like Christ like characters, like we need to let the Holy Spirit guide and direct our lives and influence our lives. Like I said earlier, 
And so that requires a dependency on him that requires us to submit to him. And like one really, really cool verse that I know of, it's in, uh, it's in John 15 verses one through 11. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that you and that your joy may be full. Like it's kind of just saying like, yo, in order to continue to produce and bear good fruit, like you have to be pruned so that mm-hmm. he can come in and well, he prunes you so that like you can produce more yeah, fruit or right. whatever. But like if you're not producing fruit, if you're not doing good mm-hmm. things, like he takes that away. He's right. like, nope, cut it off, cut it. You got to cut it. So like, like, what are you bearing? Are you bearing good fruit or are you bearing bad fruit? I think it's ironic that we're talking about good and bad fruit right now. And mm-hmm. that's like, you know, we want the fruit of the spirit. And in Genesis, like Eve ate fruit which ultimately led to like sin yeah and (laughs) it's kind of like this is where it all began not saying that the fruit that they ate was bad but it led to having works of the flesh right and like wanting these desires that weren't weren't ever supposed to be part of our lives no and so like in galatians 5 19 like right before you mentioned like all the fruits of all the fruit of the spirit Mm -hmm. it says now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality impurity sensuality idolatry sorcery enmity strife jealousy fits of anger rivalries dissensions divisions envy drunkenness orgies and things like these i warn you as i warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of god that's crazy i know it was a lot yeah um and like, like you said, it is a lot. And some of these mm-hmm. words were just like, yo, what's that mean? What? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, they're pretty intense. And like, you don't hear those words all the time, like in today's day and age. But if we were to take these words that mm-hmm. were just lifted, listed off as works of the flesh. Yeah. Like, how would we explain it in modern times? Like, or what word could we use to kind of replace or make make us make sense mm-hmm. of what these things, what these actions are? Right. Yeah. So like the first one that was mentioned was sexual immorality. And that's basically just sex outside of marriage. And the next few were impurity and sensuality. This also relates to lust, um, thoughts, suggestive thoughts, um, and kind of just like doing whatever you want to do. 
as far as like sexual desires or like having no self-control yeah with your thoughts to like completely not you're just indulging in your pleasures like whatever you want to do goes right like it's not like you're not restricted to anything you're kind of just like if i want to have sex now if i want to watch porn now if i want to do this now like i can right and like that's what that's what that is like you yeah. don't have self-control that's impurity and sensuality you're just giving in to whatever you're feeling in that moment yeah. and saying all right this is how i feel this is how it's gonna go this is what i want to do right now and so yeah like that's not it's not okay homie it's not okay homeboy um the next one that i list off though is idolatry and you know some people are like idolatry like i'm not worshiping <laughs> an idol i'm not out here doing that but like Mm-mm. it's not just confined to that it's not just constrained to that like it's allowing anyone or anything to have an equal or greater influence or authority over your life other than god and his Mm -hmm. word like so that's you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is open social media yeah you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is watch tv or or whatever like that has been replaced that is if if you can't live without that thing being your first in the morning Mm -hmm that's what the idol is that's that thing that's ruling your life like instead of god being in the center and the first thing and the focus of your life it's everything else outside of that right it can literally be anything yes like even church church relationships relationships all different types of things but the the interesting one is church like you think like oh i'm going to church so it's fine or whatever because i i love jesus but some people do put the building, the actual physical building of church, everything that happens in the physical mm-hmm. building of church over the relationship with God. Right. Like I go to church every week. I go to all of the small groups. I do everything that the church does. So like I'm good with Jesus. Yeah. Not That's, really. Yeah, not really. Because <laughs> like, like I said before, and like you were saying, like you're prioritizing the building over the relationship which it should be, mm-hmm. let me prioritize the relationship. And it doesn't matter what building I go to. Like, you know, like, I don't know. People are just weird out here. Like, yeah. The next one is sorcery, which is, a, you know, I feel like Harry Potter uses that word a lot. What's, <laughs> no. what's sorcery? Um, It's brujeria. The heck is brujeria? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, that just means uh, witchcraft. Oh, okay. But not just, like, people who do, like, Wiccan and witchcraft in general, but, like, people who are mediums or, like, going to psychics. Like like voodoo or, like, the yeah. tarot card, like, that type of stuff? Yes. Okay. All of that. What um, about, like, like, astrology? Like, people who... Is that the same thing? I count it as the same thing because you're... You're basically allowing those things to, like, kind of be your god. It's kind of like an idol, too, because you're, like, either your god, because you're trying to cast spells and stuff like that, Mm. or predict someone's future, and, like, they're going to you as if you're god, or, like, like astrology. Like, people go to astrology because, like, they think the stars are aligned in a specific way that leads them to their life being a specific the, way the moon of, and they have to the earth of me- mercury i don't even know and they have, have to stuff. be with a specific astral what's it called astrologer <laughs> no what's it called when 
a sign they have to be with specific signs oh like your astrology signs so like it's like based off of the month that you're born in and at what time and blah 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 and if it's at this part of the month then you're this and and then it goes into like the water signs and the fire i know they're like oh my god he's a cancer like ew like what does that even mean i'm a cancer (laughs) you're a cancer for real (laughs) (laughs) i am but i I literally i don't care about yeah what any of that means but i don't care either it's funny because people you hear it like people yeah. will be like you're a cancer so that must mean this this and this about you i'm like why are you making assumptions about literally. me literally you know nothing like they'll be like oh when's your birthday i'm like in july what day 10th oh you're a cancer what it's crazy that they know like the dates like the back of their hand like this is what this is the like i can't i could barely remember like when mine falls in like <laughs> what sign i am i don't i couldn't but, even tell you because i have no clue either but like yeah stuff like that because astrology kind of just like people rely on it as their own god yeah and it's not no it is god not. created all like the stars and the, and the earth and the sun yeah and the moon yeah and yeah so it even says in the bible like not to rely on like all of these things right i i don't remember where it is but i do know that it says it's somewhere in the old testament okay and probably in the New Testament too. Yeah, maybe. But it's just like it's like oh, don't rely on witches yes, and magic and astrology and all these things because it's not gonna tell. It's just false stuff. Yeah, like, it's just not gonna tell you anything. Yeah, because it doesn't know the beginning and the end yes. like I do, like God does. Like it, it doesn't. It's just right false stuff, man. It's crazy how people like trust and believe in creation but not the creator like mm. they believe in the stars being aligned in a specific way but they don't believe in jesus talk about it and i'm like what <laughs> makes me upset but anyways anyways um another thing that could be counted as sorcery would be like drugs for spiritual experiences yeah um which i don't know much about but i've heard people do these things so they can have like visions or like yeah. experience crazy stuff in their minds yeah like i mean people on lsd and like molly and shrooms and stuff like that they're like yeah i hallucinated whatever and it was this great spiritual experience but also like i mean not against anybody like whatever but you know i've heard that peyote is used in that Mm -hmm. way too like it's used in ceremonies and it's a spiritual experience Mm -hmm. or and whatever so you 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 hear it and you see it and it's it befaffles me yeah it's crazy stuff yeah um another uh, work of the flesh is enmity right which is hostility and animosity and antagonism so like being mean like being <laughs> extra being extra mean to people like don't, don't do that yeah like why and, are you gonna be hostile towards someone that didn't do anything to you right they or they didn't did mean to do like maybe right. they didn't mean to do something and you're just like and you're blowing up for what you're you're doing all of this for what right weird <laughs> so weird um, the next one is jealousy and envy, and basically just means resentfulness and spite of someone who has something that one desires. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is pretty common, at least for me. I mean, I think high school's full of jealousy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, even adulthood, but in general, like, I just think of high school and, like, how you just want specific things that people have. You see people, like, yeah. from different walks of life in school, and you're just like, wow, they're rich i want that like i'm yeah. jealous that they get all these things um i and think 
I think one thing for me that I had never really like classified or even thought was like jealousy. Yeah. It was like me kind of just pursuing my career and trying to go to school and like finish my degree is like I'm in class with all these people to whom me seem like they're better off than me. They know more than me. They're going further than me. And I'm yeah. still stuck in a particular place. And then I see them graduate at the age that I'm already at or and I, and I feel behind, yeah. you know, because I'm still not done with what I'm going to school for and i'm just like well why can't i why can't i and it never turned into like extra envy or anything like that Mm -hmm. but like that is jealousy because you look at their situation because they're 23 and they already have a job a Mm -hmm. well-paying job and they're finished with their degree or they're like going to get their master's already and still have a well-paying job and still doing whatever and you're just like well i want that for myself like why can't i have that you know and that's just like you just that's that's what jealousy is and i never quantified that as jealousy but like that's that's exactly what it is right yeah in in relationships it's i feel like jealousy is huge too oh yeah definitely um another thing another uh uh work of the flesh is fits of anger and strife and just like how a lot of the fruit of the spirit kind of like went hand in hand like the works of the flesh they kind of just correlate and go hand in hand with with each other because it talks about like again hatred it talks about having explosive reactions explosive anger Mm -hmm. that can result in very violent things for what you know you have a conflict it could be even small like yeah like you know maybe I cut you and I didn't know I cut you or something like that. And then you just blow up for, for not like an actual cut, like cut in line. <laughs> right, you said, right. You said cut you like my bad. You I should have clarified, but yeah, like yeah. if we're standing in line at a store or something like that, or we're standing in line at a theme, a theme park. park. <laughs> uh, um, and I, and I did it, but it wasn't intentional. Like I just, we're all standing yeah. and there's no line formation. So then I'm just here and then you're like, I've been here for, like, and you blow up for all this, re- like, I'm sorry, I didn't know, but your anger should never get to a point where it's just explosive and violent oh, no. off of something that is so simple and could just be avoided. Literally. I think <laughs> it's really bad, but I sometimes laugh at people who get really <laughs> mad. Like, I used to have a friend who would get really upset over, like, the smallest thing, and then I would laugh because it's funny to me because I'm like, why are you mad at the fact that like the sky's blue like i don't know something yeah. stupid and i'm laughing and then they would get more mad <laughs> so bad see y'all but, are the people <laughs> you know prayer i pray for them so it's fine yes um but the next one is rivalries 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 which basically is like competition just seeing things in that way like thinking you're in a competition with people whether that's like in career in your career or like i don't know friendships sometimes i feel like people can like compare their friends race or like life and like compare it to themselves and then kind of just like oh kind of like boast about their accomplishments because they want to be on top compared to like their friend i feel like a lot of it is internal too like it's only the one person who's thinking that like i'm pretty sure like like doesn't care like if you found out like oh well well i think she's better than me so i'm gonna like boast about myself i'm trying Mm -hmm. to do all these things for myself and you're just over here just like living your life and you don't even know what's going on inside of me yeah but then you find out you're like what is going on like that competition was for nothing but it is that comparison trap thing it's like you 
see something that you would like to have and so then you create this whole like dynamic of like well how can I get ahead or whatever and this person probably isn't even like they're probably clueless to everything or sometimes it could be like a real competition between like Mm -hmm. sometimes you hear sibling Mm -hmm. uh, competitions like who's the better one who like which parent loves me more and then you see it's just a messed up thing toxic (laughs) exactly what it is Mm -hmm. it's a messed up thing and it's very toxic but um the next one is dissensions and divisions which again can go into the hostility the enmity the the strife all that type of stuff it's really the same thing there's there's no peace it produces Mm -hmm. tension and then like it's just a disagreement that leads to discord like period yeah pretty (laughs) much period like yeah you don't you're causing divisions for some something that is unnecessary yeah it doesn't even have to be like super explosive or whatever like you could just have a disagreement with someone Mm -hmm. and then feel like you can't even talk to them anymore you're just like "Mm." people do it uh can't talk to you anymore you're like an atheist like some people do that (laughs) right or like it's like i mean it's okay to disagree yeah it's completely fine to disagree but people take it to different proportions and say like because we disagree if i'm seen around you Mm -hmm. if i even see you walking my direction i have to turn around and go the other way now we're in this competition or like or even like people plant division in in churches and work environments and friendships like just because it could lead it could be because of jealousy like yes. someone's jealous of something else or of of a position or whatever and so then they go around spreading rumors to one person and to another person that don't line up and then yeah. people hear about it and then there's like there's just like a tension between the people and it's all caused off of one rumor because the mm-hmm. person who gave that rumor is probably jealous and because of that they're causing this division between people between churches between workplaces between friendships and families yeah that's good but like i there's like a correlation between all these like Mm -hmm. the fact that they're all like selfish oh yeah they're very selfish selfish motives and then like when you look at the fruit of the spirit it's all characteristics of god and like what we're supposed to strive to be yeah yeah and it's just so interesting to see how all these correlate and like than the opposite they're like polar opposites obviously yeah but anyways the next one is drunkenness which means impaired mental or physical control come on drunken i'm drunk not really oh, guys no 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 help no. <laughs> you don't need help i do not condone okay <laughs> a result of consuming alcoholic or intoxicating drinks um we kind of know about this in mm-hmm. life yeah you know, people get drunk all the time normal like for events for holidays um but it is one of the works of the flesh yeah so people kind of just want to escape reality i guess yeah some people can definitely use drunkenness to escape reality it's oh, like yeah. they indulge in it and they they um they binge in it and become addicted to it that yeah. like over time it just gets like really like it becomes like a really bad habit and then it's not good but yeah, like people be, can become addicted to these um, substances, especially to alcohol, because they try oh, yeah. to escape reality and they try to escape these things. And like, you know, or people are just doing it to to fit in with a crowd. Like you hear about hazing incidents oh, in yeah. college and it's like, well, I just drank so much because they told me to drink so much and I wanted to be in with this group of people. And I'm like, in the long run, is it worth it to be 
in with this group of people in the no. long run is it good for like you're avoiding when it comes to people becoming addicted to drinking and yeah. they're doing it to avoid uh um reality like you're just not dealing with your emotions you're not dealing with mm-hmm. your stuff now which is is wise for you to do like you should yeah. just like let your emotions happen yeah like self-control of your emotions instead of letting them control you right or suppressing them and not having them at all right that's crazy um the last one that is listed um is orgies which is quite weird to me Um, yeah it's kind of random well i guess not really it's not random but like it's not common in our you don't hear it as much yeah but like you know what that is 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 like parties involving sensual dancing alcohol consumption drug use excessive eating and sexual activity which excessive eating that's an interesting one but it's what it said um but you know usually you hear about it and it's just like just like a whole bunch of people getting together and the the intention is to have sex with multiple people yeah like that's usually what you what you hear right of or at least what i yeah, when through I the world of, hear of it when I yeah. see this word, like that's what I think of is like everybody gets together and they're having sex with each other and it's multiple people. Like mm-hmm. it's just this big group of like whatever and you're indulging in your sensuality and all that type of stuff and like it's just something that's out there and weird. <laughs> so all of these works of the flesh are things that we should strive not to do, especially as Christians. Um and being in the in the world we should watch out. Um, and be careful of these things. So in Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20, it says, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire thus by their fruit you will recognize them yeah i mean like like we're saying like at at this list of of all these works of the flesh like there are things that we should strive not to do and like there are things that we should look out for not only within ourselves because you know we as christians we want to get better but like also through the people we're around and 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 all of that because it says like you know, there are people that will be wolves in sheep's clothing. Right. And, you know, we do need to recognize this, these things, you know, like it, like it said. And one of the things to do is just to watch out, you know, as we want to continue to produce good fruit, like we should surround ourselves with people who produce good fruit. Yeah. And like through that, it becomes easier for us to recognize the, the difference fruit. between good and rotten fruit yeah um and just like the same thing in luke 6 43 through 45 it pretty much says the same thing that you're saying but it's just in a different way it says for no good tree bears bad fruit nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit for each tree is known by its own fruit for figs are not gathered from thorn bushes nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush a good person or the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And like, just like I was saying before, like, you know, who you surround yourself is who you become and you need to watch out like 
what you're doing it says from the abundance of your heart Mm -hmm. like your mouth speaks so either you're speaking good or you're speaking bad right (laughs) and i want to be speaking good and i hope the people around me are speaking good too right so besides watching who you hang out with like how can you bear good fruit i think one of the like easiest things or the most practical and simplest things is like to practice these qualities yeah you know like to practice patience yes practice patience practice love practice you know kindness self-control and all this type of stuff because like you know there's no exclusion or exception to not practice either of them or to not have one of these things like like no you should have it all so like what do you do every day you practice it with the help of the holy spirit so that you Mm. can become good and as you submit yourself to christ like he has those things like those things like he'll help you with those things like it'll just become easier and easier for you to say like okay no even though like the situation is is not the best i can have joy even though like these people are testing me i can have patience Mm. so like as you continuously submit yourself under god and through christ like things will just be better that's good Another way you can bear good fruit is to, like, continuously and constantly check your heart. That's good. Yeah. I actually never really thought about doing this until, like, internship. We had this meeting once a month mm-hmm. with, like, the ladies in the church. It okay. was, like, all the all the ladies who work, basically, in the church. We would all gather, um, and we would first have a devotional and then we would pray and at the very end we would take communion Mm -hmm. but right before we would take communion um miss alice would just tell us to like examine our hearts and check our hearts and like it's nothing i i never really thought about doing until then and i was like wow this is really cool because like i'm like okay so what is on my heart like what do i need to fix what do i need to change yeah and you kind of are more aware of like the things that are a problem or the things that you need to change. Yeah. And actually like, which is a practice that I've done because I, I read, you know, like the, the story of communion and like how you had the last supper and all that. But it, in some of the books that it mentions communion, it tells you to check your heart. And it's Mm -hmm. like, if you have anything like against one person, like you should go fix that or whatever, but it, it requires you to like, take a moment before you make this covenant with Christ and say like, okay, what in me needs to be better? What in me do I need to fix? What like relationships do I need to uh, amend and all this type of stuff. So like checking your heart consistently, like even when it does come to the fruit of the spirit and the work of the flesh, like you need to do that in order to make sure that like you're good. Mm -hmm. And like another thing that we should do to know that we are bearing good fruit is to recognize the fruit, which we said, just a a second ago like you need to recognize like am i bearing good fruit or am i bearing bad fruit like who am i around like if it's rotten Mm -hmm. am i also producing rotten but if it's good am i also producing good you just need to be aware of like that like it says that a good branch or a good like vine it won't produce bad fruit right like good fruit doesn't produce bad like a good Mm -hmm. tree doesn't produce yeah a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit yeah like recognize you better recognize recognize and then the last thing you could do is to strive to produce the good fruit the good fruit (laughs) the good fruit and so like when you are intentional about 
producing this good fruit like you're more aware okay I need to be more patient in this area I need to actually trust God and have more faith and like actually love my neighbor because I actually don't love them right now right and so like just kind of being aware of like how you work and the things that you do and kind of kind of like replacing them with good fruit if they're not good kind of helps you with like producing more good fruit so like like I said you know if you don't love your neighbor like you should Mm -hmm. you should probably try to or like do things that might help you love them more Mm -hmm. or like understand them a different way so striving to produce good fruit can help you bear good fruit yeah, and I think it just goes with, like, recognizing the fruit. Like, you're yeah. saying, like, if you can recognize that, like, this fruit is good and I need to work on it, like, how can I work on it? Or even knowing, like, okay, this fruit is bad mm-hmm. and it's in my life, how do I change that? Literally. So, it's, that's A1, A1 yeah. advice, A1, <laughs> yeah, advice on how to bear good fruit. <laughs> so, we've made it to takeaways. Yes. Do you have any takeaways for this episode? Um, probably one of the biggest takeaways that I have from this episode would be like being able to check your heart and like understanding the good fruit and the bad fruit and kind of like being able to distinguish it within yourself so that you can kind of, um, change it. You know, like if you are jealous, if you are envious or if you struggle with, you know, sexual immorality, like you are aware of these things so that you can change it and like checking your heart helps with that yeah and also like trying to strive for that good fruit yeah that's good I think for me uh, a major takeaway would be like knowing what the bad fruit is like Mm -hmm. getting a better understanding of it because like you you can hear these words yeah okay cool whatever but not necessarily always know what it means right so like even the smallest little bit of anger or the smallest little bit of of jealousy or whatever like those are serious things yeah you know and if if you continue to sit and and reside in that like it can lead to much worse things Mm -hmm. so I think knowing that and really just understanding what works of the flesh is and what that looks like but then also how to recognize it so that like if it's in me I can take the corrective action. I can be like, okay, no, God, I need to submit under you. I need I need to, to let go of this thing so that you can work in me mm-hmm. to then make this right, to then make this better. So I, I definitely have to say that. Yeah, so. that's true. Yes. All right, y'all. We made it to one of my favorite parts of this podcast. Can you guess it? <laughs> no. no it is spotify song of the episode and if you don't know what that is i'll give you a quick explanation it is a slot that we have here in this podcast where we just give you a song that we think will encourage you throughout the week and throughout this time we actually put it on a playlist for you guys and we link it for you so you can um listen to the song and and you know hopefully it it touches your heart and and all of that so this this week Mm -hmm. we got a cool song yeah. Yes. It is called New Wine by Hillsong Worship and it's off of their their um Take Heart Again album. It's more of a like a stripped down version. It's not super high production. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just like nice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just like nice and sweet. So that's for you guys. So I hope you enjoy it. 
We release episodes on the first and third Friday of every month. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at hidden underscore but not unseen because we'll be posting updates on there. So I hope you enjoy our banter as we go on this journey through life together. Through life together.